0: Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the leaders sparking the rise of Bentonville, one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities in the United States, nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. Hey, I'm your host, James Bell, and I am thrilled today to share the studio today with Randy Wilburn, which I have to admit is both exciting and a little bit intimidating Randy is perhaps one of the best natural podcasters that I know. Uh, he's the founder and creator of I Am Northwest Arkansas and the host of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. And I love this his uh, title at Encourage Build Grow is Chief Encourager. And there's so much more, and we'll talk about it. So, Randy, welcome to the show. James, thank you. It's
1: it's an honor and a privilege to be here. I've I've had a chance to to catch several episodes of this podcast and. I, I use this podcast, among others, to kind of keep, keep up to date on what's happening, especially in this neck of the woods, being just up the road a piece from Fayetteville. So uh, I love getting up to Bentonville and, you know, there's just so much growth happening in this area. Once you, you can't blink without missing something.
0: That's so. true. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's kick this off with uh, one of my favorite questions, which is what should the Bentonville Beacon podcast know about you?
1: Well, I guess, you know, I think the simplest thing is that I, I relocated to Northwest Arkansas in 2014. And I, I remember saying to a good friend of mine who convinced me to move here, I said, when I came back to work with the company I used to be an owner of, which, was, which is Zweig Group, I said to him, hey, I'll, I'll come back and work, but I'm not moving to Arkansas. And he was like, oh, you don't have to move to Arkansas. You can just work from New England and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. I was living up in Boston at the time. And I was like, okay, well maybe let's, let's see what we can do. And then lo and behold, about less than a year later, he had my wife come visit for a long week, a beautiful week of weather in October mm-hmm. of 2014. And the moving truck for us was moving into Northwest Arkansas two months later. And the rest, as they say, is history. And I'm eight years in now, and I I honestly cannot believe it that I I feel like I'm part of the fabric of Northwest Arkansas now. So it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, very cool. Well, that's the way it always starts. We put a little hook in, yeah, and then you come check it out, right? and then you bring your significant other, and the next thing you know, you're here. In full effect. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, coming to Northwest Arkansas from Boston, right? Yes, Boston, yeah was that a culture shock or or what what did you discover when you got here what did you expect and then what was reality
1: yeah you know it it was uh it was a little bit of a culture shock i thought about this when uh, i was thinking about just our our conversation and when i first landed at xna the first time i came without mm-hmm. my wife and i remember thinking where am i uh-huh. um cow patties Just, you know, a lot of farmland, because when you, you know, if you back in 2013, 2014, when you landed at X and A, you were like, wow, where am I? I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, I got to get a rental car because I'm not getting an Uber around here. That's just not going to happen. So it was fun. Um, You know, I came here. I got a chance to experience what it was like. It was it was just great to to kind of check out northwest Arkansas and all its splendor. I still thought it might be a little too slow for me, but I'll give it a shot and see what the deal is. And at the time, like I said, my first visit, I wasn't thinking I'm moving here. Yeah. It was just let me just come check this place out since I'm working with with my buddy again, and he loves it here, and he kind of resettled here after being in Boston for so many years, like I was. And I was like, okay, well, you know, if he likes it and and can it can acclimate to it, you know, it's then I, you know, I I don't have to live
0: here, so everything will work out, you know. And then what I said happened earlier happened, so. You bet. Well, how has Northwest Arkansas changed since uh, you came here? Well, it has changed considerably. And, and we were talking about that before we started recording.
1: But, uh, you know, this area is is in a state of flux at all times right now uh, in the present moment. When I first moved here, that, that change was happening a little bit slower. But even like Bentonville is like... I, I you know I don't recognize the Bentonville today mm-hmm. versus what I saw in 2014 when I came here. I could kick myself for not buying some property up in Bentonville. I mean everything was affordable in all of Northwest Arkansas at the time, yeah. and I just I just you know I I wasn't thinking clearly. And uh, even when we moved here, we rented for a year just because we weren't sure where we wanted to live, and then we bought a house, and we still you know we got a great deal and all, and and I'm thankful for for those purchases, but. It's, it's like, I, you know, I just didn't know, right? And even, but even today, when you look at the marketplace and the real estate specifically, when you, re, when you realize where the money's coming from, California, certain s- segments of the East Coast and, and the like, you know, they're bringing their economic situation to this area. Mm-hmm. It's impacting us in a number of ways, uh, the least of which is the, the increase in property values right. have gone up considerably. And, and people have different, purchase habits, and use habits for their properties on the coast versus how they would here in Northwest Arkansas. So I find that to be interesting. And I think hopefully as we start to reconcile that, the whole short-term rental movement and mm-hmm. all that other stuff, because we have to make sure that we have housing for everybody, right? We can't That's make right. the mistakes that the, the well-heeled states and cities that are on the coast have made over, the, over, over time, because, you know, you look at it like Boston it's crazy expensive to live there. And relative to here, it's like, this place is affordable. Even at today's prices, right. it's still super affordable. But I I tell people all the time that, you know, there's, there's, there is, I still feel like we're in an, a place of opportunity when it comes to Northwest Arkansas and what that represents for all the four anchor cities mm-hmm. that are in this area with Fayetteville being at the bottom of the sandwich and Bentonville being the top loaf of that sandwich. So, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. And, and you know, and, and yet for all the talk of housing prices, we're right about on the national. Or, well, Bentonville itself is barely above the national right. median. Right. And the region as a whole sits barely below the national median. Yeah. But we also have this fantastic opportunity to demonstrate to the world how you go about growing. Yeah. And having affordable housing, which is something we're working on from several angles. And I can't wait to see, you know, what comes out of it and how we do that. In fact, the, there's been a plan put before Mittenville uh, City Council that folks from all over the country are calling about and talking about it as potentially a model plan. So yeah. I can't wait to see what's implemented and, and uh, how that works. Well, you know, I I believe that the Northwest Arkansas Council kind of has their hand
1: right. on the pulse of mm-hmm. of this, right? And it's 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 under their purview that is creating opportunities for these di- this dialogue that's so necessary. Yeah. So I'm thinking of the uh speaker series that they're having. They've brought in some amazing speakers like Victor Dover who is one of the placemaking landscape architects or or actually planners. That helped to plan the Greenway as we currently see it, mm-hmm. and um, you know people like that that had the forethought of saying, "What does placemaking look like here in the Heartland?" And there's so many different entities that have a, a vital stake in seeing this area grow responsibly for everyone, right? right? Not just for the folks that come from the coast, but for the people that are here that, you know, you know, a couple of years ago they could easily afford or find an affordable rental, and now that's becoming more of a problem. And so one of our our current goals that I see happening in every city, including Bentonville, is the desire and need to develop affordable housing so Mm -hmm. people don't have to travel 40 to 50 miles away just to find an affordable place to lay their head.
0: That's right, yeah, that's that's, uh, perfectly well said. And I love that we have all these different players working in the same direction. The cities, Northwest Arkansas Council, Urban Land Institute and, yep. and uh, some private families and others that are and in, and in corporations. They're yeah, all marching well, yeah, in the and, same don't,
1: direction. and don't forget
0: Heartland Forward, yes. the Walton
1: Family Foundation. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, there's just I mean, everybody is running is is running or walking in lockstep. That's right with each other, right? Because it's not like nobody. Well, nobody's trying to step on anybody else's toes, but at the same time, the, I think collectively, that's the thing that I love about Northwest Arkansas, and I talk about it ad nauseum on my podcast. Is that, you know, th- I have never seen the level of collaboration that I've seen, except for here in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, full stop. And I and I, I've been I lived I lived uh, on the on the East Coast. I grew up right outside of New York City. I went to school in D.C. I lived up in Boston. I've lived on the West Coast. I, I'm I'm telling you, I've not, I've never seen it like it is here, where people just take you for for who you are, right at at face value. And of course, if you prove them wrong and, and, right. and you show them that there's a reason for them to 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 worry about you, then then that will happen. But but people will take you for for face value and and will um, operate from that perspective and give you an opportunity and a chance to prove yourself and make some things happen. And that's that's why I think it is it is so important for us just to continue the dialogue and for those lines of communication between all of those organizations that we've already talked about including the organization that you're a part of that, that, that just has to keep going yeah. in order for us to really be and in it to, to, for us to really experience and see what we're hoping to see by 2040, 2045, when we're supposed to be somewhere in the space of about a million people, uh, one of the fastest growing MSAs in the country. I think that, that is, I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what that's going to look like. And I plan to be here. I mean, that's 17 years from now,
0: we'll see what happens. Yeah, same. Well, that's spot on. <laughs> Randy, how has Northwest Arkansas helped you live your best life today? You know, I think it's, it's allowed me to
1: be me, you know, and that's, and that's, and that's interesting for me because, you know, Arkansas demographically, African-Americans only make up like 3% of the population yeah. <laughs> here. Some very small. It's like, it's like it's Maine. Tiny. I always tell people, it's like, I tell my friends out, out East, because they're always like, well, what's, Arkansas-like. And I'm like, well, you've been to Maine, right? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, there's only a few of us there. So, you know, that's <laughs> the idea. But, you know, you, you, I mean, I'm just being real, right? That's, right, that's, that's just right. what it is. So, and, and, and let's, let's obviously there's a big concentration in central Arkansas. Of course, the Delta is the Delta. Yeah. And then we have Northwest Arkansas. Most of the people here are transplants, right? Because right. I, I, you know, there is a difference between a lot of the people that I've met from the Delta and from central Arkansas that are from here mm-hmm. versus those African-Americans that, you know, most of the people that I run into that are in Northwest Arkansas are transplants. Mm. And then you also have to understand the idea of this whole great migration that took place many, many years ago. And now people are starting, people, when I say people, minorities, specifically African-Americans, and we know what's happening in the Latinx population is that's just exploding here. Mm -hmm. But African-Americans are starting to realize that are out on the West Coast that. That even though they own out there or they live out there, they're like, man, I want to kind of get back to where my roots were. And, and you're finding actually a reverse migration, and some people are coming back here in some instances. And yeah. I, and my goal with the podcast is to continue to have that conversation early and often. And I think it's helpful for me to 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 make a point to say, hey, I'm here, I'm thriving, I'm connecting with people. People take me for for what I am, and 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 and. You know, my podcast, it was never, the intention of my podcast was never to be a quote unquote black podcast. I happen to be a African-American that mm-hmm. does a podcast. And, and that, that was a thing. And I, I, a lot of that I, I picked up from my grandfather who used to be a reporter with ABC News. And he didn't want to, I mean, he was the first black reporter for ABC News, the network, but he, he wanted to be looked at as a reporter, just a great journalist. Mm. And so in, my, in the same vein, as a podcaster, I, I'm I am a podcaster first. I do happen to be black, and that does color the conversations and how I might present. But my goal and my platform is open to everyone to be able to share and exchange ideas because I think that's important and that's kind of where we need to be. Yeah. But I'm under no illusion about some of the challenges that we're facing in this in this great experiment that we call the United States of America. And every day I'm constantly surprised at some things that happen, but I always hold out hope. And part of that hope is anchored in what I experience here in Northwest Arkansas, in the heart of the, i do not it's not the deep south, it's kind of like the mid the south, right, the heartland, but in the south. And so I, what I've experienced here in Northwest Arkansas gives, gives me hope for the greater nation, Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I know a lot of what's driven here right now is, is a lot of it is economically driven, but, but I also see the social aspects that are playing into that. And I think that's important and, and that shouldn't be lost on anyone.
0: No, it, it shouldn't at all. And yeah, I kind of look at this place and I think of it as, and I've had this conversation with a number of people about what, what are we? you Are right. right. Are we the South? Are we the Mid-South? Right. Are, we, are we the Midwest? Or the heartland? Or I mean, is, heartland? Heartland? What I is mean, it the heartland? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think there's this interesting mixture that's happening here. Part of it largely because so many people are moving here from different places. But it's kind of like what we attribute to the charms of the South, the good part of the charms of the South. Sure. But what's really more so the the small town America, you might even call it rural America, reach across the fence, help your neighbor. Let's just help people. Let's just be good people and see people for who they are, combined with all the entrepreneurial spirit of the West and the good sense of the Midwest. Yeah. Right. And it's, or I've heard it described other ways, Hallmark meets Disneyland (laughs) uh, and a whole bunch of other ways. But depending on who I'm talking with, I guess I can apply that to each of them. But uh, let's get to your businesses. Let's talk about encourage, build, grow for a moment. In that business, who are you serving? What is it that you do for them, the, the problems and, and needs that you solve?
1: So, and I appreciate you asking that because when I came here, I came back to work with a firm that I had been an owner of, as I said before, Zwig Group. At the time, mm-hmm. it was Zwig White & Associates. We were a management consulting firm for the design industry. So think mm-hmm. engineers, architects, environmental consultants, planners, um, Zwig Group for more than 35 years. I can't believe it's been 35 years now has served that industry with excellence. Mark Zweig, who is a professor at the Walton College Mm -hmm. of Business, an amazing professor of uh, new venture development and entrepreneurship, he started the company in his garage. We like to say like a la Steve Jobs, right? Or Hewlett Packard. He started the company in 1988 in Natick, Massachusetts and never looked back. And and then, you know, I came on board, we became an Inc. 500 uh, company two years in a row. I mean, just had really astounding success. And I learned a lot from him. And then the company got acquired and then Mark got the company back in 2010. And that's when he brought it to Northwest Arkansas. And so I worked for them while I was here for the first five years. And then in 2019, I decided, you know what? I, I was ready to, after my second stint at ZY Group, I was ready to kind of transition and do something different. I'd been doing a podcast for them. I had done a number of things. But one of the things that kind of saddened me about, about my time here was that I really didn't know enough people. I met mm. some people through him, but I hadn't met enough. And I was like, you know, I need to, I, would, I think the best way is for me to meet some people. And I used the podcast as, as, a, as a vehicle, a platform to meet and connect with folks. And so I started Encourage Bill Grow in 2018. It was a management consulting firm. And part of it was media because I was doing podcasting and podcast strategy consulting, mm-hmm. which is still kind of like in its infancy, even though we know, we know the Joe Rogans of the world and all the great podcasters out there. But those are one-offs. People don't understand the, 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 the numbers behind podcasting. The average top 1% of all podcasts only get 30,000 downloads a month. Yeah. So people think like, you know, because you hear these numbers. I have a friend that gets a million downloads per episode of his podcast, a million plus. Jordan Harbinger, he has, a, he has a wonderful podcast and it's called The Jordan Harbinger Show, which I highly recommend anybody listen to. But I would certainly, uh, but, but, but that's an example of the top 1% of 1%. Mm-hmm. But even the 1% of all podcasts, it's, it's just 30,000 downloads a month. But here, here's the importance, um, James, with a podcast, is that you're able to, in a period of time, just like what we're doing here, we're sitting down, you're able to have a conversation tell a story for some people, the barrier. I mean, it's, everybody can't afford to be in a, a wonderful setup like this, right? Yeah. And the folks at GoRogueX do a great job representing so many different businesses here. And you're, I mean, every time I've looked at your podcast, I'm always kind of shirking like, man, my, you know, but I'm an audio only, right? And right. so some are video too, and, but, but it's just the understanding that there's all kinds of different ways to represent yourself. But, but just having a simple smartphone is the, is the key to yes. entry. Right? So you can start with that and you can, and I always tell people all the time, you want to start a podcast, start with your phone. Just start recording into that, push it out through Anchor and go from there. And if you get some stick-to-itiveness with that and you find that there is something, there's a topic or subject that's really sticky in your mind and in your heart that you want to share, then you can go out and share it. So so Encourage Bill Grow a lot afforded me the opportunity to not only still do some work with con- design firm clients, like I was doing at Zwei Group, I still work, consult with Zwei Group. I still do their podcast, which is now six years running, called the Zweig Letter Podcast, and that comes out maybe um, twice a month, every every three weeks or so, and it's an industry based podcast, and that's the that and so what I have shown companies is how to leverage their knowledge to share it out with the world through a podcast, and it could be video like we're, what we're doing here, but mm-hmm. it could also be audio, strict audio, because. The beauty of podcasting is that, especially for audio, is that people can multitask while That's they're right. doing it. They can walk the dog, they can, they can um wash the dishes, they can take a shower. I mean, every morning I have my routine of what I'm listening to in the shower before I get ready for work. And so there's just a beauty to that. And and so I tell people all the time that it's a great platform to consider if you feel like you have something that you you want to share with the world. And it could be small, but it mm-hmm. can also be big. So And so, yeah, that's what I've been doing for the past five years. And then recently under Encourage Bill Grow, which has been kind of like a holding company for my consulting, doing the podcast strategy consulting, I started up, I started, well, I have, I Am Northwest Arkansas under that. I started another organization called Story is Fuel, which is where I'm helping businesses to tell the story of their brand to Mm -hmm. the world as well as to their teams internally. And then I recently, just recently was awarded a Kiva loan for a startup of Onboard NWA, which is a hyper-local job board, which is focusing on the needs of small to medium-sized businesses that often get overlooked in the recruitment process. When you think of all of the legacy companies Mm. that we hit, we have a Fortune 1 company, and then we have a couple of Fortune 500 companies that are here. And I mean, it's not, of course, Walmart, Tyson, J.B. Hunt, I'm sure they could all use more people and, and they, but they have the capabilities and the, the man, the, 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 the people power of, of bringing people through the door. But these, a lot of these smaller companies struggle in that area. And then I think about like all of the, 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 the startups and the startup community, right. And, and they want to be able to leverage that, that knowledge and bring in some really talented young people. Of course, we have that wonderful. Uh, plot of land down there in Fayetteville known as the University of yes. Arkansas that produces some amazing talent. And so now the idea is how do we siphon that talent off of the University of Arkansas and just keep it in a, in a, in a, in a pipeline of, of rotation back between Fayetteville and Bentonville all the way back down so that people that leave the U of A go to Springdale and go to some startup there and go to Rogers and go to a startup there, Lowell, a startup there, or come up here and maybe work with Charu Thomas and Tanner Green at Ox and do some amazing things that um, those guys are doing. So, I mean, there's just all kinds of opportunities in this area. And I'm I'm thankful that I'm able to be a part of that. And that's why I saw the need of building just out a hyper, a really, truly hyper-local job board that served the needs of local organizations, both for-profit and nonprofit businesses, and I saw this need because as I was, as I've been doing these podcast episodes for I Am Northwest Arkansas over the last four years, I realized that people, that, that, that nonprofits and for-profits were having a hard time finding yeah. folks. I mean, you know, there's 10,000 open positions right now. So there's, there's a lot of opportunity. And, and un- unfortunately, and this is nothing against LinkedIn Jobs or ZipRecruiter or any of those orga- uh, organizations. They do a great job at what they do. They're not necessarily cheap, but they also don't necessarily deliver what you really need for right. a local, local business. And since we understand and know local businesses, we interview them all the time and, 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 and local organizations, we were like, this is a natural connection between the community that we're building with I Am Northwest Arkansas and the online job board. And the one wrinkle that we're offering that you're not going to find in most other job boards is we're offering what's called your ability to create a sonic job posting. So that sonic job posting essentially is if, if your, uh, your job posting that you put online also had an audio component too, where you could hear from the founder of the company that could tell a 30 to 45 second sto- uh, story about the company and maybe hear from the hiring manager that's looking to hire for a specific position. A lot of times when you hear the voice, it's so powerful. That's why I'm sure when you hear people say, Oh James, I listen to you all the time. you're always in my head, you know your voice becomes almost like an earworm mm-hmm. to people and it's like they recognize it and it's like it's it's instant and it's 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 very powerful. and so I'm trying to take some of that translatability that voice offers to the actual job posting. and so I think it's going to be interesting and, and the job board the the actual site. Is up, but the actual job board will be up and running in the
0: next thirty to forty-five days at the latest. So cool! Uh, Yeah, I definitely want to. After this podcast, we're going to circle back and talk about that. I've got some. (laughs) I've got some thoughts. This is fantastic. I love it. I love this idea of the Sonic job posting. So onboard NWA. Be sure to check that out. OnboardNWA.com
1: is the website. You can go to it now and just uh, leave your email address, and and that will 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 let you know when when it's launched. So
0: yeah, great. Well, so your podcast. I am. Northwest Arkansas, you just recorded your, or launched, uh, posted your 218th episode, is 218th, that 218th,
1: right? I celebrated four years as of April 1st. Wow. And it's 218 episodes, and I'm kinda like you, I always have like two and a half, three months uh, right. in the hopper in case something happens, I get hit by a car or something. Yep. The podcast, the show must go on, right? That's right. I mean, and you, you understand that, and so the show has to continue to go on. I don't wanna let anybody down. I've never missed a week. It awesome. comes out every Monday, rain or shine. And honestly, like I said earlier, it is, it, it, it's the, it's covers the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life here in the Ozarks. And where whereas yours podcast is, it's a little bit more niche. That's right. I'm, my only niche is Northwest Arkansas. That's cool. Everything else is fair game. So that's why I'm always looking at trying to have conversations about interesting things that are happening here or people that are moving here because they want to do something interesting. Like I had the folks from Helion bikes on, yeah, um, and and he moved here from the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. because he was excited about what Northwest Arkansas represented. And he thought, man, what better place to come and start and, and and take your bike company to another level than Northwest Arkansas.
0: I, I love that. And for our, our uh, audience, yeah, there's several great oh, podcasts yeah, yeah. here and yeah. they're all fundamentally different in what they do. So you have, of course, the Bentonville Beacon, but you have, I am Northwest Arkansas. Check out the startup junkies podcast. Yes. Absolutely. If you haven't checked that out. Absolutely. And while we may sort of trade guests from time to time, they're all fundamentally different in their angle. So you're going to hear something different on each one. So they're check them all out.
1: Yeah. And, and, and every podcast I think, and that's the other beauty too, too, too because like your podcast follows a different formula mm-hmm. and you ask a different line of questions. Mine is more organic yeah. as far as I just kind of, I'm believe it or not. I don't, I don't. I don't send anybody a, a list of questions that I'm gonna ask you. The only question I ever ask everybody, which is tell me your superhero origin story, right? Because I think it's yeah. important. You, it, it matters to who, who the listener is, who are they listening to? Why should I care? And so I always wanna set that stage and then I go into the actual conversation that we're gonna have because I think it's important for, for people to, to
0: care about what they're listening to and want to listen, so. That's cool. Yeah. Who should I ask to be on the podcast in the, say, Bella Vista, Peerid, Centerton, Bentonville area? Who who have I missed so Um, far?
1: Have you had Chef Erin Rowe on from Ozark Culinary Tours? I have not.
0: Yes. She's written a book on Ozark.
1: She's written a recipe book on uh, food from the Ozarks. Excellent. Um, And I believe there is a squirrel stew in there, but she also has other stuff as well. So I don't want to freak anybody out if you don't like squirrel, but there's a lot of people up here that like squirrels. So, you know, just, I, just, I grew just, up in
0: just, central just, Arkansas. My dad's from north central Arkansas. Okay. Right. So I've you a yeah. lot of squirrel. Okay. time. All right.
1: Yeah. So, so I, I certainly would highly recommend her. I don't know if you've had Omar Kasem on. No, uh, yeah. No, there's he, another good he, one. Uh, yeah. I, I would definitely, Omar's on. about to blow up in a big way with yeah. promos. He's about to open up one in Dallas. I mean, I think Northwest Arkansas is not big enough for him yeah. and he's decided to kind of do some other things. Um, I would certainly, have you had Bert Hanna on? <laughs> no. From Hannah's I Candles? Yeah, You're Bert,
0: some great Bert ones. is amazing. His
1: story is amazing. He was on episode 20 of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Um, here's a guy that left the U of A with sh- nine hours shy of graduating wow. and just realized that he could do it on his own. He didn't need what he was getting in school. And he, is already, he had already built a successful candle company and took it up to like 70 million or what have you. And just, he's, he's I mean, he's he's done, a lot of good stuff, and I think his dad at one point in time was the uh, former mayor of Fayetteville. So, hmm. so got really interesting story. Matt Cooper, have okay, you had? There's you gotta another have one. Matt, and here's why. Here's Cooper, why I say Matt's yeah. a personal friend of mine. I love Matt to death. Uh, Matt, I interviewed him when he was at the preacher's son. Okay, because he was the preacher's son, yeah, yeah. and his dad actually had had preached his first sermon across the street at that Methodist church. Yeah, that's across from where that beautiful restaurant is, and then of course he just opened up Conifer. But I think he could speak to just the importance of, you know, the economic growth of the service industry and why we can't leave them behind when it comes to making sure that we protect the needs of everyone that serves all of our local economies here. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it goes without saying so. And then, I mean, I don't know if you've ever had Joel Gordon on, but Uh, Joel Gordon is a maker. He used to be with the Amazium. I interviewed him when he was at the Amazium. Joe Gordon is, I mean, he, he was, a, a, I don't want to say he was appointed, but he worked with the Obama administration when mm-hmm. they were rolling out this whole concept of makers and, and what that would look, what that platform would look like around the country. And now you see it like they just had the big NWA makers event, which was huge down at the, at the Washington County Fairgrounds just this past weekend. And I mean, there's just so many. I mean, Charu Thomas.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, Steve we've had, been working on yeah, getting scheduled. Yeah. I have not. had So her on I, yet. I would
1: have her, and I would also have Tanner Green on. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I would have Tanner on, and, and what I spoke to him about, he has a really interesting story because Tanner dropped out of school. Yeah. To, to do OX, yeah. which at the time was Oculogics. and and they and he's just he's never looked back. And that guy has. I mean, he has the greatest smile ever, and it mm-hmm. just. You know, it warms my heart. And then of course, Andrew Gibbs Dabney. Yep, I've had him on. Yeah, Andrew's my man. Uh, I had him on when he first did his Kickstarter and, and lives, lives In, I think, is just going to do amazing things. As, at the, as a time of us recording this, they just had a Kickstarter for yeah. their Century jacket, which I, is supposed to last 100 years. None of us will be around to, to know whether or not that actually happens. So I think that's some good marketing. But the bottom line is the jacket looks phenomenal. And his Kickstarter blew through every number that they had set up. I, I think, I think, honestly, I think in the next five years, everybody's gonna know Lives in kind of the and not well, I don't wanna, I don't wanna throw too much hyperbole out there, but you'll know Livson right. kind of the way that we know like LLB. I just feel I like agree. I feel like because of his focus on giving back to the community and also creating a product that's environmentally astute. Right. Yeah. I that's mean, that's right. just, I mean, just that in a nutshell. Yeah. So, I mean, he's awesome. Yeah, he really is. Edwin Ortiz from Rejoice. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've yeah. had Edwin on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's some, I mean, there's some uh, Chris Thompson from Sober Sidekick. I've had him on. Yeah.
0: So now uh, you're getting to the some of have had on. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, uh, I mean, there's just been so many that have, that have been on. And then I have others that other shows that I've had that really have helped me understand better the natural state right? Because yeah. I mean, again, sometimes we forget. Right. Sometimes we forget. We get so caught up in this bubble that is Northwest Arkansas that we forget there's a whole state here. That's right. There's 3.4 million people here. Yeah. And, and it, I think it's incumbent upon us. I mean, we are going to lead the pack, make no mistake about it. But we need to be mindful that there are other groups and other people here in this state. How do we impact and help them as well? And I think there are opportunities for us to really do that, especially down in the Delta and other areas that seem to always be left in the dust. No pun intended.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So, well, I'm going to skip over a couple of questions for uh, the interest of time, but you know, you've had all these amazing guests on your show. Many of them are doing business or most of them are doing business across the whole region. Many of them in Bentonville, given your experience with your guests experience and your experience, what would you say that business leaders should consider when they think about Bentonville?
1: You know, I think when you think about Bentonville, think about a city that is is pro business, right? Mm-hmm. I think every city in Northwest Arkansas is pro business. It's almost, yeah. but there are grades, yep. gradations, if you will. And I would say, and when I look at, and Springdale's starting to get there, but when I look at the city that is really open to to helping steward. You know this next round of entrepreneurship in this area, Bentonville is firmly in a great place to do that for a number of reasons. The least of which is all the work that 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 is happening through like programs like the Tech Summit, the Heartland Forward uh, programs that are happening right up here. I mean, every time I look up, there's a different event. I just went to that uh, Tech Summit AI event mm-hmm. that happened uh, in downtown Bentonville, and you know, every time I look up, there's something new. I think the Ledger. As a building, as well as also what that represents for the future of our community, is huge because it shows you what is possible. And I think Bentonville has has led the charge in that area, and that's one of the benefits of 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 this place and, and I have a lot of friends that live up in Bentonville. they love it up here. I live in Fayetteville, It's just where I happened to move because yeah. I wanted to be like two minutes from where I was working. and that's always been the case for me but but I would live up here in Bentonville I mean and and, and the other thing I mean, you know, I was just up here for a Roots concert at the time of recording mm-hmm. this. It was just a couple of days ago. Sitting out there at the momentary, the weather was perfect. And I was literally um, just a, a small baseball toss away from where, where Questlove was playing his drums. It was phenomenal. And the cool part about it was I was actually outside of the venue before I came in. And I could hear the musicians as clearly as I could when I was in there sitting out in front of uh, Yayo's after I had just enjoyed a, a California burrito from, oh, nice. from Yayo's, which is amazing. so um, And Chef Raphael is somebody oh, else that, yeah. you know,
0: yeah. So we've, we've been talking with him about getting him yeah. on. So. And he's
1: hard. He's a hard get because yep. he's just super busy, but he is one of the most talented, the most humble, but ridiculously talented chefs. That we're. I mean, he is, he is, I mean, we have like, arguably we have, and again, this is not, if I don't miss a chef, but when you when you talk about Atlas, when you talk about Heirloom with mm-hmm. Chef Jason Paul, when you talk about Matt Cooper at Conifer, and you talk about talk about uh, Chef Raphael at Yeos, I mean, we have and Elliot Hunt is the chef at Atlas. I mean, I would put these guys up against any Michelin star rated restaurant chefs. That's how good they are. And so when people are wondering, well, what's really in Northwest Arkansas? Listen, come here and you'll see it. And that's the other thing I like is at Bentonville has a ton of really great restaurants. And if you like to eat, which I mean, I'm sure you do. I know I do, you can tell I like to eat. That's why I'm wearing black because black has a slimming effect, right? If you like to eat, Bentonville is the place to be. My wife and I are up here all the time for meals because we enjoy that and we enjoy going and, you know, take going, and that's the thing. I mean, I can go up and, and check out Crystal Bridges or The Momentary and then grab a bite to eat or grab a dessert or whatever. And it's like, it's complete. And I can do that like effortlessly. Yeah. And that's the thing that like coming from a big city, coming from a place like a Boston, where you had, you know, um, you know, obviously great museums and, and all the culture that's there. Um, I'm putting Northwest Arkansas now as well, you know, as well as all four of the major cities, including Bentonville, mm-hmm. up against any of these other major cities in terms of what's available and what we have access to. And here's the thing, it's only going to get better. That's right.
0: Right? There's, I mean, we're, we're going to continue to go up, so that's the thing. So That's exactly right. Well, you know, I, and I tell people, think of uh, Northwest Arkansas really as the city and these different cities as the neighborhoods yeah. because they have their own character about they do. them. They do. Uh, and the cool part is you can put your business in the zip code you want your business to be in. Right. And your people can choose the zip code they want to live in. And you're talking about a 35, 40-minute stretch. At the
1: most. Yeah plus you have other i mean you, plus you have other arterial roads that can
0: get yeah. you where you need to go
1: i mean 265 is a great road if you don't want to get on 49 mm-hmm. i mean you have options business 71 you have options you do and i think that's that's only going to that's only going to improve as we continue to grow as long as we model smart growth and smart making. which i think we we are going to do that because the leaders in Bentonville, the leaders in Rogers, the leaders in Springdale, and the leaders yeah. in Fayetteville, I think they understand it. They do. Um, yeah. and, and and there's enough smart people that are in the room that are like, hey, this is what we need to do. And I think it's important for us to continue to move in that
0: vein. Yeah, you bet. Uh, well, Randy, you're a fantastic storyteller, so I can't wait for this one. Will you tell me a story? We'll make it a hashtag because Bentonville story. This is something that <laughs> happened here where you look back and you thought, you know what? that could only happen in Bentonville or it describes the essence of this place. Well, yeah, you know to be honest
1: with you, I I recorded my first podcast episode in Bentonville okay uh when when up at the A Street Market. Nice. Um at the time Omar Casey uh Omar Kas, uh Kasim owned Juice Palm, which is where Markham and Fitz is right now in oh, wow. the A Street Market. And I got a chance to come up there and we sat in the corner of that shop and recorded the first ever podcast episode for the I am Northwest Arkansas podcast. That was a great experience and I remember at the time Omar talking about how excited he was about the momentary eventually opening. Yeah. Now it's open. I'm going to see concerts there and and it just shows you how you know I don't think anything is everything that's is is continuing to move forward here especially in Bentonville and that's that's the thing that I really enjoy. But then all the other stories like the Mona the Museum of Native American yeah. History one of That's the most fabulous artifacts that you will ever find native american artifacts that you will ever find that collection owned by one person is simply amazing and it's like one of the best kept secrets and it's right here in Bentonville it is
0: one of my favorite things to do is they've got a teepee outside yep. and you and uh, from time to time they go out and spread arrowheads arrowheads yep. in in the rocks. I love taking my, my son, son there. My we son, my son he
1: it. loves it. He's every time his school has been to the Mona, he's always come home with an arrowhead. And then just the winter count and just so much that I learned. And I, I'm, I was a history major in college. So, I mean, I wasn't a dullard as far as that's concerned, but I picked up some new things when I went to the Mona. And it was just, I was just, I was just very impressed with that, 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 that operation. But there's, there's so many stories about what makes this area so special. Um, and, and, you know, just what I said earlier about chef Matt, uh, and the preacher's son and, and the connection with his dad preaching across the street. I mean, how do you make that up? You can't make those things up, right? I mean, and that's the uniqueness of Bentonville and that's what makes it special. And then when I read, reread, I should say, Sam Walton's autobiography, that gave me a whole new appreciation for not just Walmart. But, but for him and for the family and for all that they're doing in this area, and regardless of where you sit, on what side of what table, about anything that anybody does, the reality is, is that he had a vision which is paying forth in dividends to this day and is only going to continue to do so because of some things that he thought about doing a long time ago, right? And so when you think of like Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow mm-hmm. Rich, Sam Walton put that into practice and, and we are all the beneficiaries of that.
0: Absolutely. You know, the other day I finally took a picture of it um, at the uh, Northwest Arkansas Council in their boardroom. There's this giant map that's framed leaning against the wall and it has the, the hand-drawn i-49 sure sure x and a yeah and the the 412 bypass i believe that they're talking about building right is on there just all these assets that we have that have happened in the last 20 30 years here it's pretty incredible to look at and think about how far in the future sam walton and how he drug jb hunt not drug but yeah no, jb hunt yep. and, and don tyson to come into the room with them and how they, they drew this map and it's and others, and it's fascinating to look it at It is,
1: it is. It really is fascinating. And, and when you think of it and it's like, man, we are just starting to hit our groove. We are. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, your podcast is not that old, but I mean, it's already aged well, and it's continuing to tell a story that needs to be told because people need to understand the economic ramifications of good decision-making, Yeah, you know, from a civic perspective, from a business perspective, uh, from a social perspective, uh, and a, certainly from a cultural perspective, and I think we're we're witnessing all of that in Bentonville, in Rogers, in Springdale, and in Fayetteville. Uh, but but certainly Bentonville being the anchor of what it is for for Walmart and just what's happening here, I think
0: Bentonville is doing a great job setting the table for what's to come. Yeah, it's it's amazing to be here and do my tiny part. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a team sport, but yeah. I really do have a tiny part, but it's, it's incredible watching it play out. Let me ask you these questions as we start kind of the wind down part of this. Randy, what event or circumstance in your life shaped who you are?
1: Man, or you know, a that's key event. Well, so, I, so I, I, um, I was an athlete all my life. I didn't get into swimming until I got to high school and I could always swim, but I was just a le- leisure swimmer. Uh, I got to high school, I tried out for the swim team because I didn't make the basketball team. And I I went in, yeah, it's funny because I think about it now and I'm like, Uh and I went and tried out and I'm the kind of person where once you tell me I can do something, I'm going to try, I'm going to go out and do it. And so here I am, you know, swimming on a team in Teaneck, New Jersey at Teaneck High School swim team. It's a pretty good team, but my first year I could barely do anything. So that summer I went and joined a local swim club. It was, at the time it was called Paramus Red Wave. It became New Jersey Wave. They actually, my coach was actually, at the time, at, my coach was at one point in time in the past, a world record holder in the 200 butterfly. Oh, wow. His name was Craig Beardsley. Um, I got a chance to swim around some, 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 te- some of my teammates, w- w- which would become my teammates. I didn't always swim in the same uh, practices with them, but they were all, we were all on the same team. A couple of them went to the, the Olympic trials uh, and you know, so I got it, I got a chance to experience it really quickly. So, so fast forward another year, I come back to school the next year. Um, I've already gotten a lot of this experience under my belt and then my senior year of, of, of high school. So I only swam two years of school, two years of high school. My senior year of high school, we, I broke like several school records We went to States, the whole nine yards, and I ended up getting a scholarship at the time to Howard University because Howard, I was going to Howard anyway to study, but Howard also was one of the only historically black colleges that had a division, that had a swim team and they were division one. And so we, I went to Howard, I swam there and, you know, we won the Northeast championship uh, while I was there and I swam for two years and, and, and swam on a scholarship and if you had told me when I was a sophomore in high school that that was ultimately w- would be what would happen, I would have said that's crazy, but it just it just really it was something that really f- helped me to recognize that there wasn't anything I couldn't do if I didn't put if I put my mind to it. And that was something that my grandfather always drove home to me all the time. He said, "I just want you to realize it's nothing impossible for you to do as long as you put your mind to it." And I think that's a mantra that we should all be living by. It's a credo we can all aspire to, right? Because yeah. a lot of times we walk around with imposter syndrome. We walk around thinking that, you know, we, because of how perfectly tailored social media is, we look at everybody else's life and say, man, they're so every, they've got it all figured out. And they really don't. And, you know, my encouragement to anybody listening to this is that um, anything you, you can do, anything you want if you put your mind to it. Period. End of story. And that experience for me coming out of high school, going into college, getting a swimming scholarship, really swimming at a high level. And I still swim. I mean, it's, it's, I, don't, I, don't, I swim Masters for a while. I've also swum around Beaver Lake. I've done the Oz Swim Oz event. Nice. So it's a one-mile swim around yeah. Beaver Lake Dam. I've done it two years in a row. Shout out to Bonnie Adams and the master swimmers that, yeah. that jump into that lake and swim all the time. But, so I've done that. And um, it's, it's, I got something out of stepping out of my comfort zone and trying something different. I got something that has served me well
0: all of my life. That is so cool. I, I love it. Yeah, shameless plug. I've had Bonnie on this show too. Bonnie's She's great. Fantastic. She is fantastic. She um, is. Just a few questions left here. I, I got to ask this fun one. If you could co-host your podcast <laughs> with one fictional character, who would that be and why?
1: Yeah, you know, I thought about that you, when you asked that question and I kept thinking, what fictional character would I choose to have on the podcast? And, and so I think it would probably be Forrest Gump. I love I'd love it. to have Forrest <laughs> Gump on the podcast because I mean that movie is so great and yes. it, on so many levels because of the way they weaved so many different things in 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 there and, and and they took basically a fictional character and married them to so many significant historical events. Uh and so I would love to to bring him in. And, you know, he was somebody that you couldn't say no to. Mm-hmm. He just figured out a way to move on from that. And so I would love having him as a co-host. And uh, you know, doing a couple of episodes and and kind of going from there. I mean, maybe after like the thirty first, life is like a box of chocolates. I would probably be ready to move on <laughs> to somebody else. But I would give Forrest a shot. So uh, yes, but, and and the guests that Forrest could secure, absolutely, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, I mean, we that would be that would go without, that would go
0: without saying. So yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I said there were only three questions left, I think, but I'm going to insert one here. What's the most unusual thing you've done? to, uh, gain audience members.
1: Hmm. So I think, honestly, I've just called people up and told them about the podcast, you know, and I, and I have found it and I've, I've really built a fairly good following and, and I have, I have, you know, I have, I have, a, have a pretty large email list and, um, you know, it's, I've never gotten into the whole, it's all about numbers, numbers, right. numbers, because that's, it's hard. I, I get it. And, and I, I understand that aspect of it. Maybe that might be my focus with onboard NWA, but in terms of the podcast, I've always wanted to curate something that would really reach those people that that really want to be reached. And then the thing that keeps me coming back is are the stories that I hear from people. Like I just uh, a couple I'd never seen before in my life. I didn't know them from Adam. Came up to me at the at an event um, and and said, "Are you are you Randy from I am Northwest Arkansas?" And I was like, "Yeah," because I was sitting there at the table and I it was. Um, uh, I had all my stuff out and they were like, well, we're the, we moved here because of you. You're uh, the reason why we moved from Fort Collins, Colorado with two young kids. And they were like, your podcast helped us, you know? And I was like, wow. And I, I've had other, I mean, this is not the first time I've had multiple. So now I'm trying to actually coordinate and orchestrate an event where I'm going to get people together that have relocated here. And the podcast was one of, one of the in, instrumental things. Like I have a couple in Fayetteville, the very dear friends of mine now they moved here. The podcast sold them on Northwest Arkansas and they were on the fence. And now Uh, they were like, yeah, you, you helped us get over that. Now they, they, they own a home and they have a rental property. I mean, they've, they're all in. So when I hear stories like that, and I had an executive at Tyson that came and moved here and he said, the podcast was really what convinced him to sign the contract with Tyson in the, in the middle of the pandemic when he didn't necessarily want to travel up here, but he listened to my podcast enough that he was like, you know what, I'm joining Tyson because I like the company, but I like what this guy is selling about Northwest Arkansas even more. And we've actually, had, I've had a breakfast with him, but I mean, just those kind of things keep me going. And that's, that's why I do what I do with the podcast, because I don't know who's listening that, who, who might decide, you know what, I need to come to Northwest Arkansas. I need a fresh start. Maybe I'm tired of living in you know on the West Coast or the that coast or whatever, and I want to come here. And it's nothing against those places. I yeah. I still love San Francisco to this day. Same. I lived out there for six years, but there's nothing like Northwest Arkansas. But I tell people all the time, you've got to be in it
0: to understand it. So you do. That that's exactly right. That is that is uh, that's a cool story. Yeah, I love it. Okay, two questions left. Yep, Randy, if somebody wants to reach you how, or find the, I, I guess they could Google, I am Northwest yes. Arkansas. So <laughs>
1: um, how would they reach you? Website is I am Northwest Arkansas.com. Easy to find it. All 218 of the episodes are on there. You can also subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, uh, Apple podcasts, it, just on every platform. You can ask Alexa to play the latest episode of I am Northwest Arkansas cool. and Alexa will oblige you. I mean, there's just a lot of ways to connect with me. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. And follow me there. My email is just RW at encourage build grow. If you're reaching out to me specifically related to the podcast, then
0: it would just be hello at Iam Northwest Perfect. All right. Last question. What's something I should have asked you that I did not ask? Um, oh, maybe just a little bit about my
1: my wife and kids. Yes. Cause I can't I couldn't do any of this without them. I have a beautiful wife of. We will celebrate 22 years on May 26. So Nicola has been my everything, and and she's my uh, my workout buddy. And now we're. I don't know if you know what rucking is, but we start. Yeah. yeah so
0: well. <laughs>
1: so I got a 35 pound pack for me and a and a 15 for her. <laughs> yeah. And we go out rucking now because we walk six days a week, but we also we now two of those days we ruck for about three and a half to four miles. Oh, and yeah. she's loving it. She's like, you know, we were talking about it this morning and how much we enjoy just being able to partake of the things that Northwest Arkansas has to offer, i.e. I the trails. And that's a great thing. And then I have three boys. Um, uh, you know, my grandmother told me that you're gonna have three boys and they're gonna do to you what you've done to me and your grandfather. Uh-huh. And lo and behold, she was right. And so Joshua is 18, Nathan is 16, and Aiden is 13 going on 30 but they are my pride and joy and I love having them there. They, Josh was about to graduate from Fayetteville high school at the end of this month. At the time of recording this, Nathan plays football at Fayetteville high school and Aiden is uh, a, a wannabe soccer star uh, on uh FC Arkansas, which is a local travel team. So, but no, I mean, I, I couldn't do any, any of what I'm doing without their support. Very good. Full cool. stop.
0: Well, I got to uh, tell you here as we wrap up that, I'm quite familiar with rucking, So I spent eight years in the Navy reserve, but I was okay. a Navy hospital corpsman. Oh, wow. So spent most of that or a good bit of that time with uh, the Marine Corps. In fact, my last Marine Corps reserve unit was an infantry uh, wow. unit. So okay. uh, we spent a lot of time rucking. Yeah. <laughs> and then Did I Did you was, ever do a 12 miler? I have done, I've done 12 miles, so I've done 10. 10, okay. Um, I. Uh, I was out for 13 years and joined the Army National Guard. Okay, okay. And during officer candidate school. Okay. We did a 10-miler. Okay. Which, oddly, uh, was my best one. And I hated rocking. (laughs) (laughs) I hated it with a passion. Oh, man. But I had failed a couple of times before that and had the embarrassment of— boy i can't remember the sergeant's name of of riding in his van right behind my <laughs> platoon yeah uh and then of course getting super smoked i'm sure i'm sure thank yeah. you uh, um I, I don't know what their ranks are now but <laughs> last time i checked captain Arizona. so yeah captain <laughs> ralph i could identify you by your shoes by your boots um uh, yes. but I remember that 10-miler, and I remember being so mad about failing out of the couple of ones before. Yeah. And the thing is, it's all in your head. It is. If you can do one mile, you can do two. If you can do five miles, you can do Do 10. 10. Yeah. And I remember going and practicing a five-miler the week before with a couple of buddies, and we smoked it. Yeah. And I was determined that we were going to smoke this 10-miler, and we did. Uh, and, uh, I was the, I think I was, uh, I was either platoon leader or platoon sergeant okay. that weekend. And I just remember these guys right in my ear <laughs> on the way, you know, several times going, when are you going to quit, Bell? When are you going to quit? <laughs> it was awesome. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. But I hated it. Well, I, it's, <laughs> I, I've had some
1: friends that have done go ruck for years and they yeah. they kept telling me you should do it. And I was like, ah, I'm not really interested in carrying a weight around on my back and yeah. running around with yeah. a heavy sandbag. Now I love it. And uh, yeah. um, I'm like, man, I don't know why I didn't do this before. And, you know, as long as I can pick it up, I should be able to do it as I get older, you know, right. I mean, that's the whole idea behind it. So it's a great experience.
0: As long as you're not forced to do it. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. So. Well, let's wrap this up. Randy, thank you for uh, sharing your time with me it's, and the Bentonville Beacon audience today. It's been
1: my pleasure. I really appreciate all the work that you guys are doing uh, here in, in Bentonville to, to get the word out and to lay the foundation for, you know, what this area is and what it's going to be. And I think the storytelling that you're doing is hugely important and in, you know, my encouragement, which is what I tell anybody that's a podcaster or wants to be a podcaster, is always be willing to press record and, you know, just keep going. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the whole thing is you got to just keep going. And, and, you know, and, and that's honestly what I did with this podcast. And I've got multiple podcasts. I mean, I've done more than 1,500 episodes. Wow. I've been podcasting for a long time and, and, um, I just, I just enjoy pressing record. And so my encouragement is for you to keep doing that because, not the world, not necessarily the world, but Northwest Arkansas needs to hear the conversations that you're having behind the scenes and the ones that you bring to the forefront um through this wonderful platform. So keep it going. Keep it going.
0: Well, thank you. And, Absolutely. And, and same to you. I mean, the the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast is If you haven't listened to it, you need to check it out. (laughs) Keep listening to this one, too. Uh, But fantastic podcast, and I appreciate the storytelling. Yeah, and if I might just add this one
1: plug, Um, we are on KUAF every Tuesday now on Ozarks at Large at at 12 and at 7. So you can hear a snippet of that week's episode on Ozarks at Large. So it's like a taste test. So if you're not sure if you want to do the whole thing, listen to Kyle Kellum's. Uh, on KUA, KUAF on Ozarks at Large. Comes on Monday through Friday, but on Tuesdays, you can hear a snippet of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. And if you like what you hear, visit us at I Am Northwest
0: Arkansas.com. Uh, check out the episode in, in its entirety. Perfect, great way to wrap this up. Absolutely, Thank but hey, you. thanks to our Bentonville Beacon audience. Without you, this show would not be possible, so. You know, keep coming back, share this episode with your your uh, friends and colleagues, but keep coming back to hear more about Bentonville's leaders and businesses and Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas, this place where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Thanks. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon podcast. We hope to see you next week.